1: You're listening to The Jam Prey Show, all about movies, and today my guest is award-winning cinematographer, producer, and director, Louis Schwartzberg, and we're going to be talking about this amazing new documentary entitled Gratitude Revealed. Welcome to the show, Louis. Great
0: to be with you, Jam.
1: Thank you. It, I, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I actually, when I saw it, I actually made room in my schedule to make sure that I could interview you uh, before the um, global. Event that you have coming up Which we'll talk a little bit about But I just, I love this film Um, It is beautifully um, Shot um, Because you are an amazing cinematographer And uh, you just Brought in so many amazing Spiritual uh, Teachers that I have Worked with and gone to see over the years So it was lovely seeing them But not only that, the wonderful Norman Lear So we're going to talk about all of that So Uh, first, let's talk about let the audience know a little bit uh, what Gratitude Revealed is all about, and then also why it took 40 years, why it was 40 years in the (laughs) making.
0: Well, it took 40 years because I've been like collecting these little magic moments with remarkable but ordinary people. And um, given that my parents were Holocaust survivors, I love to tell stories about people who overcome adversity, but have hope and love and joy in their life. And those are the stories I like to tell. And so, every time I'm able to capture a little vignette with, with, with people or luminaries. I'm always asking those, those questions like what are the values that add up to gratitude, courage, creativity, compassion, generosity, you know, um, these are all the values that we all cherish. But I think the overarching umbrella for all the positive values we have is really just expressing thanks and gratefulness to the people you love.
1: It's something, you know, hopefully we don't need to be reminded, but sometimes we do, you know, uh, need to be reminded. I, the one section of, well, there's many, but the one section was the animated section that you had about the two older people who were, at 85, and I cried. I cried when I watched that. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that? I just thought that was yeah. so beautiful. So beautiful. So,
0: the people that I've interviewed are people who I've either worked with or have known, you know, in the course of my, my life. Norman Lear, going back decades, where I've worked together on this Declaration of Independence project, etc. The piece you're talking about is by the Poet Ralph incu and when he did that when I heard that poem I cried as well mm-hmm. as a matter of fact I cried every time I see it yeah. and it's so moving about this you know elderly couple that love each other and I don't want to you know see what happens toward the end but it just moves you on connecting with the deepest most powerful purest form of love okay. unconditional love. And um, so when I heard that poem, I wanted to illustrate it. And the only way to really illustrate it was to do animation. And so we created an animation sequence in our movie. I mean, I feel like I'm able to, I'm not stuck to any one genre. Some of it, it's some in brief interviews, there's some of the verite, there's montage, there's spoken word. I'm not even sure it's a documentary, to be honest. Um, it's, it's more of a journey, a poem, um, an emotional experience that uh, reflects at least the people that have inspired me in my life on what gratitude is all about.
1: Beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah, you're right. It, it it almost isn't a documentary. It is. It's something even deeper yeah. <laughs> and richer. Well, only
0: because well, well, doc. When you compare my film to other films, documentaries tend to be journalism, right. and journalism is either investigative journalism, which is like you know muckraking and, and uh, negative stories that need to be you know told and uh, light needs to be shed upon. And um, it's not what my films are about. I think my films are more about a celebration of life. Right. And it's weird to be in the same category. It's just, in a way, I think I'm closer to fiction because I'm telling a story. Than the quote unquote nonfiction. It's just that I use nonfiction imagery to tell my story. Beautiful,
1: just beautiful. Let's talk about Norman Lair. You brought him up a little bit earlier. I did also. How did you? You said you worked with him years ago. I mean, he raised now a hundred. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. Just absolutely amazing. I can't believe he's a hundred. He says, "I mean, well, he's, his mind is as sharp as a tack, <laughs> and he looks know, like he's in great he's shape."
0: 100, he's a hundred, and he's up for an Emmy.
1: I know so, it's how unreal.
0: Many that. No. So um, I think Norman and I are kindred spirits. I just think, you know, he's got a great book. His bio his biographical book is like, I'm just another version of you. Oh. And I think I'm just another version of him. I think we're liberal, we're progressive, we're Jewish. Uh, I mean, there's a lot in, to have in common, but I think we we both want to make the world a better place. And so the projects that I've worked with Norman, uh, the Declaration of Independence project we filmed inside of, in Philadelphia, and in Independence Hall, and I did a lot of kind of magical lighting for that. Um, when, right after 9-11, he did a music video where he got, he got all the country western singers to do a, a version of like america the beautiful and i provided the imagery for that so we've always been trying to figure out how to not just help each other but how to inspire people
1: well he, obviously he's been a big inspiration uh throughout his life with all the things yeah. that he has done and uh and certainly with your movie you know fantastic fungi uh, fungi, fungi. <laughs> Uh, which was brilliant, a brilliant film. I mean, everybody loves that movie. I can't tell you how many people kept telling me I had to see that movie. Over and when I said I was um, interviewing you, and I said, you know, and he was the, you know, he created uh, Fantastic fungi And everybody's, like, oh my god, that's such a great movie. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this is, a, you know, this is another one. I know, so many people I know I've talked to about this, and they can't wait to see it. Actually, so they can't. I,
0: I think I was going to say there's an interesting connection I think between both. Films, because in a way, Fantastic Fungi was a, a journey you know, beneath the ground to learn about nature's wisdom, as well as you know, um, showcasing some of the therapeutic you know uh, trials that are happening with psychedelics to treat trauma and PTSD. So if that's a journey like beneath the ground, I think gratitude revealed as a journey within us, Mm -hmm. a search to get to our soul, to listen to your inner voice, and to be your best friend.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yes. One of the things that I do, and I've been doing this, oh my God, for, I don't know, well over 35 years or longer, is before I get out of bed, I say the five things I'm grateful for. And as I put my feet on the floor, I go, I am blessed. And that's how I start off my day So it's, you know it's In that attitude of gratitude uh, It's the best way to live And be grateful for every everything that happens You know, and also our food I do bless my food, yeah. you know, simply But I do, and I thank yes. it You know, so um, this this There's so many things to talk about in this movie But the little girl Do you know what I'm talking about? Let's yeah, talk about her She was just amazing She was just adorable and profound And beyond her years You know, she was uh, She she was just, a, a, yeah, I was a light. Just this light at what? She's six? How old is she? About that age? Six, eight?
0: Yeah, seven or eight, maybe first or second grader. It was like a um, a school on Matinicus Island, which is a little island off the coast of Maine. And the story was really about the teacher. The teacher is a lobster fisherwoman one of the only female lobster fishermen. And so in the summer, she's, you know, she's, um, you know, uh, catching lobsters. Mm -hmm. In the winter, she teaches children. And so she just happened to be this, you know, one of the kids of the class. And like out of the mouth of babes comes wisdom. You know, it was unexpected. It's it's, it's a gift, a total gift.
1: Yeah, I mean, just again, you know, I I was just amazed. It's each generation, you know, I think is is more and more conscious, I think, as we go forward. And she's obviously a very conscious young girl and I hope she remains conscious as she moves forward in her life, you know. But for her
0: to say what she said to to the audience, you know, it's like when you watch TV, it's just pretend, you know, but if but if you explore, you get more imagination than you already had. And it can lead you to a path. It could be a beach or something. And it could be beautiful. I mean, it's just so simple and prophetic. And what a wonderful, simple metaphor for how to live your life.
1: Exactly. Exactly. She was, I mean, then you kind of went, oh, I'm not going to watch TV anymore. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go out more.
0: I that she, she gets the idea. It's just pretend. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah. I thought that was just really amazing. Why do you, I mean, obviously, one of the things you talk about, and I just want to read it very quick, you know, gratitude is a proven pathway back from the disconnection we feel in our lives, disconnection from ourselves, our planet, and each other. Did you feel during the pandemic that that was even, in that statement was even, you know, driven home even more because people felt truly disconnected more during that time, perhaps than any other time in our history, I would say?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean i think what happens is these things like you know having friends and family over for dinner are things we take for granted you know and you don't realize how important they are until they're gone right. you know when the fires happen in California and the sky is no longer blue, you you realize how you took for granted this whole idea about blue skies. So the period we're in right now, there's a lot of despair and disconnection. I think the pandemic certainly, you know, had a lot to do with it. But also we're in this like political, you know, polarized, you know, chaos. We're also dealing with environmental degradation that is finally kind of hitting the tipping point. It's easy to understand why people can feel um disconnected and despair and everyone's talking about a big mental health crisis that's leaning around the corner and teenage suicide is up so I think that the film can offer a baby step in the right direction it's not a solution but when you're you know when we're overwhelmed with all this negative energy and negative news and digital media etc it's constant one way to like flip the switch is to be able to think of something that you're grateful for and it could be like a flower it could be like what practice you do when you wake up or just move your fingers and go, I'm so grateful I, I, my body works, you know? I'm grateful to my the trillion cells of my body are working in harmony. How about that? Only yeah. when it goes wrong do you really take that seriously and you take that for granted that every day everything is working perfectly, you know? But There's always something you can be grateful for and when and when the positive energy enters you, the negative energy shuts down because you can't have both going at the same time, right. you know? Yeah. And, and we all suffer from rumination, you know, it's, it's easy to go into a negative spot about things that um disappointments somebody said something to you that was you know that hurtful whatever it might be and it's like we have to find a way to flip the switch and like embrace something that is actually good for your body good for your health and good for your mind obviously
1: just like that little girl said we should go to the beach or you know take a walk or you know whatever it is to switch that that you know just Taking a movement, uh, uh, and switching the switch. And, uh, you're, you're completely right. The the first thing I always am grateful for, number one on that list and has been is my health. You know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You just don't have anything. It's the most important thing you can have, I, I believe. And um, it's the thing I'm most grateful for. And I've certainly seen, you know, many friends go through lots of things that, you know, have been difficult for them on the physical level. So I'm grateful for that, too. Yeah. What, what was, how, how long did it take you? You know, it's 40 years in the making, but how long did it take you to put this film together?
0: It was about a year and a half of editing to find the right, you know, flow and, and narrative for all of these little pieces. It's kind of like you know, I was building a mosaic and you find and you scavenge all these pieces of tile. You don't know how it's all going to fit. There's a lot of experimentation, but it was a perfect thing to do during COVID when I wasn't able to go out and film. So now is the perfect time for me to put it together. And um, I think the universe sometimes guides you in a beautiful way that this particular film needs to come out now. When Fantastic Fungi came out in late fall 2019, it was just at the beginning of the psychedelic renaissance. When people are finally coming out of the closet and and having honest conversations about, you know, um, plant medicine, you know, without the paranoia and, and, uh, you know, mistruths about, uh, all these things that have gone on for 10,000 years or not longer, you know? So, um, the timing was perfect for that, you know, and I didn't plan that either, you know? So, uh, I'm grateful that the universe has my back on that.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you are so what was the most difficult part of putting this together other than the editing, which I'm assuming was the most truly difficult. Um, yeah. what else was really difficult about putting this well,
0: together? Well, in editing, it's like you got so much good stuff, like what do you leave out, right. you know? I don't know you, know. you know, it's interesting. I, I kind of struggled a little bit about having a little bit of me in a movie as a quote unquote interviewer. I've never really done that before. And to the few people I've screened it for, they've always said, God, there should be more of you, which I thought was interesting. Mm hmm. Um, but actually, I'm, I'm there the whole time because my questions are never in the movie. I, I love the pure form of where verite where you know, people are speaking to camera or they're, they're doing their job, whatever it is they're doing. But obviously, they're being directed. It's just that you're not hearing the question, you know, and, and even this like what we're doing right now. You shape the story by the questions that you ask, you know, and so I sh- I'm always shaping the story not only by the questions that I ask, but what I decide to leave in editorially mm-hmm. later on. so um, it's um, it's never easy, you know, but I just want to turn people on. so when I shoot it, I feel like this is a magic moment that's precious. you know not, not, not every moment in life is precious <laughs> the, the, the value of, of an audience being able to watch like the highlights. Of a 40 year journey Is really a gift I wish I could do that too mm-hmm. Like if you look back You know If you reminisce on your own life You know And you think about All the good stuff It's like you're just going From mountain peak To mountain peak You know Um, It'd be nice To cut that together In a little short movie That you could play for yourself So that's kind of What this film is like In that these are Powerful Inspirational Emotional Moments That open your heart mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do
1: Yeah It it is a heart-opening film. There's no question about it. There is definitely... deep spiritual aspect to this film um, and that doesn't happen that often so um, you know congratulations to you that you were able to put that together in this film and I think it is needed now more than ever so the timing is perfect I think you know a lot of people are still feeling somewhat desperate after the pandemic but with everything that's going on as we've already discussed you know in the world right now and I think there's a lot of desperation uh, and for many many people and so if those people, if anybody, hopefully everybody can come see this film, I think their hearts will be opened and touched by uh, this this you know it's just a beautiful film as I said earlier it truly is for for you how did with what was how did you um you have Michael Beckwith who I adore and Lynn Twist who I've worked with in the past on other projects um uh, other spirit uh, Deepak Chopra you know I listen to his meditations almost every day uh you know how did you attract these wonderful spiritual leaders into your film
0: well some I mean a lot of them I've met at you know like at conferences we've been to where we're all uh, you know speakers you know i always find it surprising that i'm considered a thought leader i'm more of i think a healer with my imagery but these are wonderful people that i get to listen to and get to see back you know in the green room and and we connect and i knew when i wanted to you know talk about generosity there's nobody better than lynn twist right right Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a natural fit to find the right voice for the right concept. And what, what I have them do is I have not just set it up because nobody in the film is prescriptive. Nobody says, here's what you should do. Here's how to live your life. I want people to be able to view the experience and be immersed in it and create their own context. Let their own inner voice tell them, you know, how they want to... Um, This in and hopefully have it be something beneficial in your own life, and and that is the ultimate spiritual practice. When you think about it, we should all have our own "quote unquote" religion or spiritual practice. We shouldn't all believe the same thing, you know, because that has led to a lot of war and suffering, right? Over historically, you know, but you are your own Buddha deep inside. And, and then I think a lot of times people cry in Fantastic Fungi and Gratitude Reveal. I go, why are you crying at the end of the movie? Like, why are there tears? It's not sad. It's because this overwhelming joy of reconnecting with your soul. It's been so long since I've been there. It's like a homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. That feeling you get when you get back in your own bed, if you've been traveling, or the feeling you get from going to your hometown, even if it's funky like i get a warm feeling when i go to brooklyn when i look at garbage and and fire escapes and brick buildings it's like weird like but i I have a warm feeling inside of me um
1: that's interesting (laughs) go on i think what
0: (laughs) but everyone's hometown i think we have that feeling you know we have pride in our hometown it's because we came from and it it it, it, was, it was your world as a child. Anyways, I think the point being is we all yearn for connection, Yes connection with each other, and connection deep inside.
1: And as we, as you said earlier, you know, with you know, with the iPhones and the computers and everything else, it's separating us more than ever. Um, and you know, it's just. How do we, you know, trying to turn it off, you know, so we don't have, because we are. I mean, I was walking this morning, and it was, I'm right by a school here, and all the kids were all, you know, looking at their phones, you know, no one was communicating. They were sitting together in groups, but no one was communicating. And I think uh, because of that, you know, people don't know how to communicate anymore. You know, we're losing that, the art of communication. How do you have a conversation any longer if you're not looking down at your phone? And um, I know during the pandemic, I kind of became a news junkie. Well, what else were we going to do? And it was a fascinating time to be a news yeah. junkie. But then when it was kind of over, I said, okay, I got to divorce myself from this. Now I need to move away and not pay as much attention to it. I mean, we're we're going to get it no matter what. And it's important to know what's going on, but can't can't focus on it because I'll all it can do no. is just you know drag you down rather than lift you up unfortunately so
0: i looked at uh, we're our brain is predisposed to, you know, be in that survival mode. And so whether it's a train wreck or a politician, whatever it might be, it's hard not to look, hard right. not to pay attention. Right. And I'm as, as much as you, I'm, I'm addicted to hearing all the kind of, you know, scandal drama <laughs> that we're living through right now. Yes. Right. Um, but I feel like you need to balance that out as, with something that this is your life. I mean, do you want to live in that guy's world? or do you want to live in your world you know because here's here's what we're learning and you're right about you know kids looking at their phone if i get if i have your attention i own you and i can get your attention in the vulgar way in the crass way in a violent way if i pointed a gun at you i get your attention right if i have your attention i have your consciousness which is why guys like trump are successful because they'll say the most outrageous thing against women or people of color whatever it might be and you go oh my god and it's like but Now he's got you, and and that's the game that the media, I think, has followed. And the only way to, to fight that, I think, is with a more powerful form of emotional connection which is beauty and wonder, it's not intellectual. It's not like, oh, what he said was illegal or what he said wasn't right or what he said wasn't morally correct. That doesn't work. Right. That does. I mean, I I need to grab your attention. I need to sweep you off your feet, right? Right. I need to just like, because he's using something that's primal Mm -hmm. and, and we're... Trying to use you know, the, the 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 energy of nature, which is all about life wants to flourish, life needs to go forward, life needs to celebrate, life is unstoppable. You know, I want to be part of that world.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh, I, I love it. I love what you just said. It's beautiful. I, I real quick, we're gonna, we're going to run out of time in a minute or so, but okay. I um, want to tell people where they can see gratitude revealed. Mm-hmm.
0: So it'll we'll be in theaters. Well. Go to gratitudereveal.com to see where... It's going to be playing in theaters near you. And World Gratitude Day happens to be on um, September 21. And we're going to create a virtual gathering that'll be global, incorporating everything from Europe to Latin America to North America. We want everyone to feel connected. And um, those are the two big events. And also, Jen, we're going to hopefully uh, do a screening in Santa Barbara. Oh, good. For the Santa Barbara Permaculture Network at the high school. What's the name of the theater at the high school? uh, I'm 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 okay,
1: still new here. It's a, it's
0: a big auditorium. We screened there before, but we're going to do a fundraiser to help the Santa Barbara Permaculture Society.
1: Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. That's what well,
0: gratitudereveal dot has got all the information. We're also doing a lot of screenings in the hospitals and we're honoring the nurses and all the frontline right. healthcare workers. Next week I'll be at Mount Sinai. We're gonna screen the film simultaneously in all eight hospitals in all the boroughs of New York City. Oh eight thousand nurses because they're the ones now that are suffering right. from PTSD. You know, in the middle of of a crisis, you don't have the luxury of having PTSD, (laughs) but now it's kind of, you know, finally uh, becoming a tragic problem. So it's our way of expressing gratefulness to those that helped people the most when they needed it.
1: I'm grateful that you are have been on my show today and um, I'm grateful for the time we've got to spend together Louis and I wish you much success with this and everybody really uh, this is a film everybody should see, all ages it's a beautiful film so thank you so much
0: thank you Jen appreciate it
1: me too thank you To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review, drop me an email at TheJamPro. Thank you for listening.
0: Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the
1: film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.